The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Carson had a couple of good throws in the end zone to, to Curtis and to Terry, but the inaccuracy has still been there and has kind of been there, at least from the outside, most of these mm-hmm. practices. Where are you kind of, what's your sense of his, his accuracy uh, at this point? I think it's a lot better than you're giving him credit for just because of the way things happen in practice. There's a lot of little nuances that we see, that we look at, that we get to, we get to review. Yeah, there's some, some inaccuracies, but it's, it's, it's nothing that, you know, we are overly concerned with. That was Ron Rivera on Saturday night following the team's live practice at FedEx Field. Uh, A practice, by the way, I was told was very well attended and by a very enthusiastic crowd, uh, which is great for them. Uh, And I heard the players were phenomenal with the fans after the practice. Chase Young apparently spent over an hour signing autographs. These are important things for this franchise right now. So good for them uh, that they got a decent crowd and even better um, that they really, you know, put their star players out there, even Chase Young, who obviously isn't practicing yet. Um, but these are some of the people that the fans want to come and see. Uh, and they're selling themselves now. They have to. They're selling, you know, a new product. They're trying to cultivate uh, and build and grow a new fan base. Um, I think they're doing a lot of the right things when it comes to that stuff. But you heard Ron Rivera right there answer a question from our good friend Ben Standing about Carson Wentz's practice Saturday night at FedEx Field. Um, And a recurring issue with Carson Wentz throughout this training camp so far, and that is accuracy throwing the football. Ron said that there have been some inaccuracies, but he said, They're not overly concerned with it. I'll give you my reaction to that coming up here shortly. On the show today, my good friend Richard Doc Walker. Doc is calling the preseason games for NBC Sports Washington with Kenny Albert, if you didn't know, uh, replacing Joe Theismann this summer. Uh, Starting Saturday, 1 p.m., FedEx Field, when the Panthers arrive for the preseason opener. I've said this many times in the past about Doc. Doc does, does so many things well professionally, but I've told him this before. I don't think Doc's ever done anything in his professional career, his post-playing professional career, as well as he's done games as the lead analyst in the booth 
whether it's on TV or radio, I've always thought Doc's been phenomenal at that. Going back to the days when he called games on Raycom, the ACC Game of the Week, which he did for many years. Um, Doc is so good at that. And when it comes to preseason football, it's a horrible product. We all know that. I think it's one of the worst products that any of the four major sports puts out there. The NFL preseason. It's horrible uh, to watch. But um, and I've, I've mentioned this and suggested this over the last several years when it comes to this team's preseason games on its own network, the NBC Sports Washington Network. Not that they're, you know, uh, that they own the network, but the network that televises the games and that they are partners with, big time partners with, that it's really important to listen to Joe Theismann. You know, and I would suggest as uh, for this summer, it's really important to watch these games and not really worry about what you're watching, but listen to what Doc says. He's at every practice. He's talking to people. And the insight that you got from Theismann and that you will get from Doc this summer is actually the best takeaway from watching these games. You'll learn through their words and through their descriptions and through their opinions what the coaches are telling them and what they're seeing as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, But the access that you get in training camp when you are part of the broadcast team for the preseason games is exceptional uh, access. So Doc is going to be with us. He will join us right after Practice ends out in Ashburn today. We'll get his thoughts on what he's what he has seen so far uh, through the preseason. Uh, so I took a, t- a couple of days off. I hope you enjoyed some of the podcasts that I recorded, some of those interviews that I recorded and left uh, last week as shows. Um, uh, and I have a few more days coming off before uh, Labor Day, but this week will be a full week. Uh, and a full, you know, daily uh, podcast uh, recording tomorrow with Tommy. Um, but I was uh, in New York over the weekend um, moving my son into his new place in Manhattan. And I've got some stories from that, which I will share uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's pod uh, with Tommy. Um, but I did want to address the soundbite that we came in with. And that was Ron Rivera addressing the Carson Wentz Um, issues with accuracy so far in training camp. And that has been a big conversation uh, among those that are out there watching it every day. Now, from my standpoint, I would say this. Number one, you know, Carson Wentz has never been an accurate quarterback. You know, even the years where he's had high completion percentages, you know, and low interception percentages – If you watch the games rather than just read the box scores or looked at the season stats, you saw a guy, especially with the easy throws, that would struggle with accuracy. You know, one of the things about Carson Wentz that's been said about him through his, you know, six years uh, as an NFL quarterback is he likes big targets with big catch radius or radii, if that's the actual plural of radius. Uh... And one of the reasons for that is, you know, when you're throwing to Zach Ertz, it doesn't have to be on the money every single time. When you're throwing to Alshon Jeffrey, it doesn't have to be on the money every single time. I know he's had some seasons where he's had really solid completion percentage numbers and low interception percentage numbers, but if you watched 
Carson Wentz play. And him being a quarterback in the NFC East for his first five years, we saw a lot of Carson Wentz. You know, you you end up seeing your team the most, and then the teams in your division the second most. I think you do. I do over the years. I can tell you a lot more about the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys in any given year than I can about other teams. Um, although I think more in recent years, I've consumed the league as much as I've even consumed uh, the, the, our, the the teams here in Washington because they've been so bad. But Carson Wentz, you know, will struggle with check down throws and some of the easy pitch and catch throws. He's never been the most accurate quarterback. However, he gets the job done when he's got some guys with big hands and big, you know, wingspans. And they have some of those guys. Jahan Dotson, big catch radius. Terry McLaurin, big big catch radius. Logan Thompson, uh, Logan Logan Thomas, excuse me, uh, and Cole Turner, the tight end who everybody's excited about, who's banged up right now. You know, big, long guys with big hands and big wingspans. You know, th- these are things that are important uh, for him. But really, as it relates to this training camp, you can't get worked up at this point. All right, he's been here now. He's going on his third team, third offense, third ter- third terminology, third group of new players in three years. It takes time. It'll take. T- and by the way, didn't have Terry McLaurin for any of the off season uh, stuff. He'll, fortunately, he's got him for training camp. But you got to give this time. Um, you know, we can talk about Carson Wentz not being the most accurate quarterback, but he has gotten the job done enough. You know, he did have a year back in 2018 where he had a 69.6 completion percentage. Last year it was 62.4%. I think it was 24th or 25th in the league. But his interception percentage was very low. He was 27 over 7 last year, um, touchdowns to interceptions. And, uh, you know, we've seen that twice in the last three years. So he's able to get the job done. And obviously the big difference with Carson Wentz is he's going to be able to threaten a defense down the field. They're not going to be able to load the box. You know, they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, to, to relax in terms of ball getting out quickly and ball getting there in a hurry like they could do against Taylor Heineke in the last few years, you know, or uh, Alex Smith before that. I mean, the, the, the biggest plus to Carson Wentz and his arrival here is that he can make all of the NFL throws at a high level, which means defensively you have to plan for a, an NFL quarterback that can really stretch the field. Is he accurate? Is he consistent with his accuracy? He's never been. If you've watched the games, even when guys make catches, you know, it can be misleading. But I would not be alarmed about that at this point because it's going to take some time. New offense, new terminology, new people, new teammates. He's going to have to get into sync with these guys. And it could be a slow start no matter how talented their playmakers are. And I think they've got very talented playmakers. I'm telling you right now, I I talk to people and the Dotson thing that I mentioned to you a month and a half ago, there are people out there that are absolutely 100% convinced that Jahan Dotson is their best receiver. And he's going to prove it sooner rather than later. 
They've got playmakers out there. Um, Wentz has more than he's had to work with, you know, almost anywhere. But it's going to take some time. Uh, I'm not concerned about that yet. I mean, again, was I in favor of this trade? Was I thrilled about the trade? No. There are red flags all over Carson Wentz right now. But he is better than anything they've had since, of course, number eight. Hard to say his name for some of you people. It's very triggering. Um, But he's the best they've had since uh, KC. And I, you know... From that standpoint, and you look at the weapons they have around them, maybe it'll take some time, um, but the potential is there for a dynamic offense, even if he isn't playing at his best levels that we've seen previously in his career. You know, he's more likely than not, even if he plays like he did last year or in 2019. 2020 was a rough year, clearly, one of the worst years we've seen from a starting quarterback in a long, long time. But he also didn't have much to work with in 2020 in Philadelphia and got hurt again. But anyway, uh, I think offensively they will, you know, whether it is whether we have to wait until the middle of the season or not, I think there's a chance. And I mean, let's hope that it's just a lot more dynamic and a lot more productive than it's been over the last few years. All right. Uh, there were other subjects. Um, I'm going to save some of those for Tommy since uh, I was away for a few days. Um, I'll get to those tomorrow. But this is all commanders today on the show. Doc Walker will join me next, right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, joining us on the show, uh, as he has just left practice in Ashburn uh, for the day, um, is my good friend Doc Walker, who, as I mentioned in the open of the show, will be calling all of the preseason games for NBC Sports Washington with Kenny Albert 
Um, this will be, uh, for me, must watch. And I said this about you in the open to the show, and you don't need to respond, but you know that I've said about you for as long as I've known you. Everything you do, you do well, but I've always felt that when you're in the booth calling the game, that's when you are the most comfortable and that's when you are at your highest in terms of as a broadcaster. And I just go back to those days when you were calling all of those ACC games on Raycom. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. And, you know, when Doc and I did a show together many, many years ago for a short period of time before he decided that he wanted to do a show with Coach Thompson, which I completely understand, Doc would be in late week, he'd be working on his boards for the ACC game that he had. And I would look at him and, he, you know, he'd have Clemson in North Carolina or NC State and Wake Forest. And nobody was more prepared for those games uh, than Doc. I'm excited, really excited that you're going to get to call these games. I know you are too, and you've missed that. You know, being on the sideline doing the radio is a little bit different than being in the booth, isn't it? Well, yeah, everything's different on the sidelines because you're reacting to things that happen. And then you you have a decisive amount of time. I enjoyed it because I got to get to know these young players intimately because I was so close to them. I was It's like somebody looking over your shoulder while you're at work when you're doing sidelines. The game in the booth is a whole new animal because now you might, you know I'm talking to friends and family. Because I might have had East, I might have had Florida State and Duke. You know, I had Virginia Tech playing somebody that could never beat them. So you, I said it's the best training field for doing games because you can't predict a really competitive game. You got to be ready to do the worst matchup. And and so and Steve Martin, I had a great, I had great partners. And Kenny Albert's a pro. I'll be the weak link, and that's the way I like it. And um, I don't know who's – you have to know who's playing. It's the worst job in the country for broadcasters because you don't know who's playing. Preseason games you're talking about. Preseason. Yeah. Preseason is the worst. That's why Dyson, I love him to death. But I know damn well something came up. I bet it did because this is a pain in the rear end if you care and you want to do a really good job. You got to grind. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like she, I'm doing a shin. All right, So I tell it. my listeners, come on. No, you're a detail fanatic, Okay, stop. and I respect that. I respect it. But, well, first of all, uh, just let me respond. You're not the weak link. Um, you'll be the entertainment and, by the way, the information. But what you said, I want everybody to, to understand clearly. Because you know that I, I've done – well, you and I did games together. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, but there's it. nothing worse in terms of how much you have to prepare – than a preseason game with 90 <laughs> players on the roster. 98 <laughs> new. It's unbelievable. I know. And so, you, I mean, it's so much prep. I told you, remember, um, I did a bunch of games for Johnny, a, bu- a bunch of Maryland yeah, games. And, and, yeah. I, and, no, there, I and there's nothing worse in college football than doing the opener oh, when they're three deep really is more like a six deep because you, they, you they're, no they're trying to, they're not trying to tell you who is going to play and who's going to be a backup yeah. because they, you know, they yeah. haven't played a game yet, but um, you'll be prepared. Well, you've done it. You know, you, you've done it. Yeah, and but, you're a brother and you know, look, Tony Roberts, Larry Michael, 
Uh, if you, uh, you you look Steve Buckhand, how about I Frank mean, Herzog? Let's not mention Frank Herzog. Yeah, thank you. Oh no, Herzog! Come on, baby. Frank did our games. Frank's yeah. my voice. Yeah, that's the guy. That did your game? That's the guy. That's your voice. But Tony Roberts, Harry Callis. I've been so lucky to be with so many great play-by-play guys, and and you learn. Bring your lunch bell and go. But this assignment is so funny because you've done it and you get it. In basketball, I don't care how hard it is, there's only 12 guys. Exactly. 15 guys. I yeah. mean, it can't never be hard. And then today, they get rid of people and they got new people coming in. So, uh, well, just when I just started getting comfortable with Jacquez Azar, uh, now he's gone. And Drew White, oh, yeah, he's gone. And so uh, you're looking for the guys who aren't going to play that you know about them, Cornelius Lucas, but he won't play. And, and, and the centers, I've never seen a game. We're in the beginning of camp. The starting two centers were out. So you're starting with the third-team center and then moving down. What about if he gets nicked up? It happened at tight end. You know, you're looking around and you go, well, who do you like? I like them all. But that one kid that's special, Cole Turner. And then what happens? Straight a ham. We already knew coming out that the starter wasn't going to be there. Logan Thomas, great guy, not going to be there. I love John Bates. Well, he had a shin. He came back today. So it's like rotator, so you're bringing a new guy. Why? You have to, because you got to have bodies for preseason. So it's, you get it. It's funny, but um, Saturday, I'll, it'll, it'll be like we're playing Dallas to me. It'll be playoff-level football because these kids, it's everything. And that one catch you get in preseason or that key block or that key tackle, and it's all about friends and family. They're going to be all over this. This is their Super Bowl. So I'm going to honor them with that kind of respect. And I don't take it lightly. No, I know you don't. Um, all right. You've been out there every day since camp has started. You've been talking to a lot of yep. the guys and a lot of the coaches. And I and I mentioned yep. in the open, and I and I think you, you understand this. You know, I used to say the last few preseasons um, – that really listening to Theismann, as I would suggest everybody listen to Doc, listening to what they have to say about these players and about what coaches have told them about these players are is probably as important as watching the game itself because there's no game planning. We understand all that. But you're getting a, a lot of up-close and personal um, and that's not only with your eyes but, but, but in, in conversations. So so far through camp, if I said, give me two or three things that you've been most impressed by, what would those things be? Tempo of practice and the effort. Like, I, I, there's a crispness about it. I can tell when guys are lagging or guys that none of that. Like, I've been doing a little, a little special after practice. I usually don't show unless it's padded. But I made I broke my own rule today, <laughs> and because usually, for me, it's got to be a padded practice to be counted as a real practice. I don't count shorts and helmets, shells. I don't usually don't even count indoor participation. If you're in a bubble, I don't count it. <laughs> so, I'm looking at last week. I was almost in tears. I was so excited and pumped up. They had goal lines. I mean, it was six of the most glorious plays I've seen in such a long time. It was savage. And our defense and that defensive line, which I'm so high on, today's little piece I did was on a couple of the ends that are working after practice. And I don't talk about anything until practice ends. The guys getting work after practice is over. Cause you, and you know this. I'm, not, I'm preaching to the choir. 
in order to be great and to, to transform your team's attitude, it's what you do after practice that counts. It's what you do before practice that counts. Everybody's practicing. You're a seven-win team. How the heck do you expect to be competitive if you're doing what everybody else is doing? you got to do more than everybody to make up the gap. And I'm, I see this now out of these guys. What does that mean? Could mean nothing. But I'll tell you what, I'd be mad as hell and disappointed if they weren't doing what I'm seeing. And they're doing it as units. The whole D-line ran gassers last week after practice as a unit. That's impressive. I don't ever remember us doing it because we were dead, because we had padded practices twice a day. So it's not like they're taking advantage of this. Collective bargaining agreement voted on it, but they are abusing it. They're putting in work, and, and that really excites me. You mentioned tempo and crispness of practice. Yeah. I, it, 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 re- yeah. it reminded me, um, this was a conversation that you and I, you know I remember everything you say. Um, and I've written. Yeah, I've, yeah, I bet you do. I've written down most of it. But I, you transcribed most of it. But, but, but I, but I do remember many years ago um, you saying about Ralph Friedgen's practices at Maryland oh. that there wasn't a wasted minute. Everything mm-hmm. was so planned out. Everything was so crisp. The tempo, no one was ever sitting around. And then you would say in recent years about our team here, um, they don't practice that way. Um, Would you compare what you've been seeing in crisp tempo practices uh, this summer to what you used to say about, because you did, you remember that? You used to say that to me all yeah. the time, that Ralph yeah. was yeah. phenomenal with practices. Yeah, yeah. I loved calling his games when he was at Virginia Tech. <clears throat> he excited me because I could never predict his plays. Yeah, at, at, really, at, you mean at Georgia Tech? At Georgia Tech, yeah. excuse me. We was at Georgia Tech. Yeah. I could never figure him out. When I'm doing a game, I'm trying to, I'm thinking what Turner's thinking. Now, I won't be able to do it in preseason because they're camouflage and everything. Right. They don't show you anything now. But if I were involved in a regular season format, then I'm calling the game. Like you are a stickler about clock management, that's how I would be about what's coming up next. What are they setting the defense up for? The problem with preseason is that it's all camouflage. What I encourage our fan base to do is don't overreact to anything. Even if you have success, don't overreact to it. Because we never ran our offense one play in preseason. Joe showed nothing. Because the goal is to get you into the regular season so you, the opponent doesn't have a cheat sheet. Now, because we have a new quarterback, and this happens whenever you bring in a new quarterback, they're going to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do because it's important that he comes out looking as good as possible without a game plan, if you know what that means. You know what it means. But the listeners understand they're going to fudge just a little bit. And you might see some things you wouldn't normally see because it's important to get him off to a good start where he feels comfortable. Because he hears the whispers. Everybody's seeing it. The defense is better than the offense now. And I, if I were you, I'd be happy about that. Second of all, game plan planning is essential for offensive football to be effective. You're not going to beat anybody if they know I'm not going to run. They know that I know you can't tackle me. It's not football. When I say tackle football, that means no red jersey on the quarterback. Everybody's open game. Now, you get a different level of adrenaline that goes through your body that cannot 
be developed in practice. I don't care who you are, what you say. If I know you can't hit me, you will never get me in a, in a fervor. Never. The moment I know it's live, the whole new ball game. Now, do you honestly want to take your quarterback up to the game opener before he feels that? Right. I think that's ridiculous. Tom Brady plays in the preseason for a reason. Um, by the way, you know, it, we're, we're going to be celebrating uh, the 40-year anniversary of this franchise's first Super Bowl um, team, which you were a part of, the 1982 Skins, and they did not win one preseason game. They were 0-4. 0-5. Yeah, 0-4. I thought it was 0-5, yeah. yeah 0-4, we lost everything. 0-4. We lost scrimmages. Yeah. We lost everything. Yeah. yeah. None and then went 12-1. and And the year we went 5-4-0, we started 0-5. <laughs> right. So right. Yeah. So 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 what preseason? Yeah. You get nothing out of it today. They asked me one of um, one of the celebrities out there, uh, Ben Standing, and he says, "What do you think?" I said, "It's a successful practice if we don't cart anybody off." Yeah. And the scrimmage, as long as we don't lose anybody, we win. Every time you lose a guy out there, that takes a kink out of the armor. No casualties. Keep moving forward. Samuel's ten, and your uniform. You know he. he but people said they bring him along. That's fine because he's a sprinter. You can't treat a sprinter like you treat a regular player. The whole different psychology. And I, I'm, I'm pleased with where he's coming. He is dynamic, but we got him to play. We've got to play in the opener. Our receivers. You're gonna be surprised. You're gonna be delightfully surprised because I think it's we got four. Threats. Now, I don't know how he'll use them. I don't know all that. But I do know this. If they get to that opener, and by any means possible, that you get Cole Turner healthy, and I'm telling you, you're going to love him. You already know about the Nittany Lion because your son's a Nittany Lion. So all these people after the draft, and again, they they don't know better, and I understand it, you know. Why'd you get him? Wait till you see him. They've got some people I really, really like. So we'll see what happens. You like Dotson, don't you? Let me tell you what. Uh, the only thing going bad for Dotson is that his name. And I can every time I hear his name, I think of you and I doing the draft <laughs> when we got our boy from TCU. <laughs> yeah. And then uh. I go, I thought you were joking with me. You said we had a wide receiver. And I used to say, you got to be out of your mind. And that kid, you look, he was a nice kid. It's just unfortunate what happened. But this guy here, he's a different animal, man. He got some D-Jax in him. All right. Um, so based on what you've seen so far, and, you know, people were all concerned about Carson Wentz's inaccuracy on Saturday night. It's and... always that way. There's none different. Okay. That's so, who he is. Yes. So tell me what you've seen with him so far. I've seen a guy that is, his brain is scrambling and scrambled third team in three years. Even a moron in sports, you ought to figure out, what did you expect him to do? Come out here and throw 70% completions when he's not done that on a team he was actually comfortable with? This guy right now, is guy he's under enormous pressure, but he can handle it. As long as he doesn't fall apart, worried about, some numbskulls evaluating him that are playing Madden all day. There's nothing to worry about. Even in his best. He was accuracy is not his trait. What his trait is, he's Daryl LaMonica. Now what do you want? 
You want a guy that can't make that happen or a guy that can't? Well, he can. Now, and you won't get to see him at his best until they game plan, until he gets a plan that accentuates his good points. Do you think he's a target practice guy? You take him to the state fair, he ain't going to get no bears. He get none of the stuff animal. Okay, that's not his thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, what, uh, but what he will do? He's, he's he'll knock that bull he's, miss- he's missing yeah. the ducks on the pond. That ain't him. Yeah. That ain't got him. You didn't want him for that. You got a guy that can do that. You wanted him to get people out of that single high safety deal. You wanted him to get out of eight man front. Let's not kid ourselves. Our fan base sometimes embarrasses me. I mean, what do you want? Open your eyes and realize that he's the best thing you had since Kirk Cousins and hope that you can develop him and keep people around him so you can get the benefits of his talent. He is what he is. That's why he was available. Tell me about, tell me about the backs. Oh, my God. That room is tight. Randy Jordan, a hell of a job. He can pick and choose. I know you want to know about the, the Crimson Tide. Legit. I call him baby big country. Robin, Even Davis is who he reminds Robinson yeah, Robinson, he reminds yeah. me of, yeah. That's who he reminds me of. Eight in your program. I am blown away by Gibson. I didn't realize what a freak of nature he is because I wasn't at the games. Very impressed. Got to hold on to the ball. That's, that'll determine whether he's great or not. He holds on to it. He's got, he's got those fibers that could make him great. If he don't, he won't. McKissick, love him. I think on third down this place, this team should convert at a higher rate than they've converted on third down since you and I have been watching them in a long time. they got the potential for that. But, you know, um, I still really like Patterson. I hope he gets a shot. And let me tell you what, if I could pick one guy I'd go to war with, it'd be Jonathan Williams. Because yeah. he runs like somebody's holding his family hostage. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> he runs like, I'm serious. So I love a guy that gives you, he gives you everything all the time. I love th- him. I so th- I'm happy with the back room. I thought Jonathan Williams had a couple of, of really good moments for, for them last year when he had the opportunity. What about the O-line and some of the you know reshuffling with injuries with Turner and, and, and the center situation? Are you concerned about the offensive line at this point for the opener? No, not at all. Who's looked uh, good? What I, was concern- what I was concerned about, it's very hard to evaluate that because have you seen them? With this, they got things on the helmet. They yeah. got they put the pads on last week. Turner ran nine straight play, and it changed everything. Not that they can go after people a little better. You don't want them cutting your D line. The offensive line is at a distinct disadvantage because all the things that makes you good up front, you can't do to your own people. You you know you don't care about the opponent. You care about these guys. So you got to play from the waist up the whole time. It makes it harder. You're just at a disadvantage, but it'll make you good. The, the thing I was worried about was Rouye. But Rouye's out there. He may not play, but he's not hurt, which is important. Because you got to get the ball snapped. And so I thought that might be a concern. I'm no longer worried about that. They've got Ishmael. They've got two. They've got guys that can get it done. And they're not having exchange problems ever in practice. I've only seen two offsides. So it's not like they're just – disorganized not at all 
And they've got this Norwell kid. Here. I've seen him in the league. He's, he's a veteran, former Panther. Big old caveman-looking guy, 6'6", 325, nasty. You know, I'm a Schweitzer guy. He'll wear 71 in your program. He's just filthy. He's nasty. I mean, he gets a thrill out of drive-blocking guys in the ground. But, again, you're not going to do that to your own guys. But I, I like that. Uh, I was a big fan last year of Cosme. I, I think he distributes everything I need to see. I think he could play guard in his future. But at tackle, he gives you everything. And he enjoys the process. And he's got that mean streak that I require. He's got it. The big guys on the left side is just talented. The Bears are the Bears because they have no clue about personnel. Anytime you get Cornelius Lucas on your team from another team, he starts for you, and their offensive line is terrible. The, the Bears. Yeah, Leno, the Bears. yeah, the Bears. Same way, the Bears. So we got long guys on the, on the edge. The, right now, nothing comes out. But I don't think they'll play a hell of a lot. It's the other guys I've got to see what we have. And I can't tell because they don't get to take the quarterback down in practice. So I'm just hopeful. All right. Uh, Doc Walker joining us on the podcast. We'll get to some of what he has seen from the defense when we come back right after these words from a few of our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This segment of the podcast brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.com or MyBookie.ag. Use my promo code, KevinDC, and they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. Now, I never recommend betting on preseason NFL football, but you've got plenty of it. There are some people out there that swear that preseason football is a huge opportunity. I've never felt that way. Uh, I don't think the consistency in what coaches do year in and year out is as obvious as some do. But some people really love betting on preseason football. I'll wait for the regular season. But if you want to bet on the preseason, it starts you know, in earnest. Uh, I know that there was a Hall of Fame game last week, but the Giants and Patriots play on Thursday night. Uh, the, the Giants are two-point favorites in that one. The Washington game Saturday afternoon against Carolina. Right now, Washington minus three. What you get in preseason games, you get very low over-under totals. The total on that one is 36.5. But go to mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Use my promo code, and again, they will double your first deposit all the way up to a thousand bucks. All right, let's get back to Doc uh, and talk about the defense. Doc again will be on the call for NBC Sports Washington throughout the preseason with Kenny Albert uh, starting this Saturday, 1 p.m. against the Panthers. You already said defensively they were savage in their goal line stuff the other day. We know 99's out for a while. Um, you know I love 90, the other defensive end. Tell me uh, about Deron Payne, uh, 94. Is this the year that he steps up 
is consistent and realizes the potential that he has to be a dominant player on the interior. He's on fire. Also, he's chasing the bag. Yeah. So bag if I had money. to have a guy bag him, that's what I'm saying, chasing the bag. And you can tell. He has been unbelievable. John Allen's level. See, John has a standard. And his standard is there plus some. Payne, right now, if I had to pick a performer of it, it might go to him. If not, it's always the guy who I think is the most talented player on the entire team, and that's 90. 90, to me, is a Kenta Tupo-type skill set. Yes. He is a freak of nature, yeah. and he's working on his craft. So today I did a little thing after practice with him and Wise, and they were working on pass rush techniques after practice on their own, him and Daniel Wise. And so they let me film it. They let me, they let me watch them and talk about what they were trying to get done, and they must have done 50 reps after practice with dummies and bags and the whole nine yards. And that excites me because that's what I saw Charles Mann do, the prize bull, Tony McGee. All the great pass rushes we've had here, Ken Harvey, I saw him putting in work after practice, working on that. You know, our young guys don't have a lot of moves, and they're working on it. 99, who you mentioned, who will not play, hopefully till October or whenever his leg gets ready, he's on the other field going through rehab, but he's putting in work. So I'm really proud of Chase because it's got to be frustrating for him, but he's over there putting in work. And it's important. They're not sipping on Gatorade. They're not cutting out early. They're putting in work. So work ethic-wise, they get a thumbs up from me because there's nobody out there stealing. You know, you don't have anybody out there like Swearinger who's dressed up like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> Everybody's in the same uniform. Yeah. No, seriously. I know. They were an embarrassment. I know. The uniform, if you see the if you see the New England Patriots, as you did, come out to scrimmage us, they look like the U.S. Navy. They're all the same. That's uniformity. We look like the circus. We used to, yeah. We got guys taped up, helmets, face masks taped up. Everybody got to prove how much swag they have while getting their ass kicked. Now, you can't. everybody looks the same. I'm sure that was part of Ron's message, but I've taken their names off the back and putting commanders on everybody's jersey. It's more of a military thing, but I will give them credit because if they didn't believe it, I would never say it. I think that they, from a structural standpoint, they've laid a groundwork, but now it's time to go because they've won seven games. And that's why when everybody gets all excited about, oh, who are we going to lose? What difference does it make? You haven't won with anybody. So I need new faces in new places. I'm looking for some people to come here and take a job from somebody or work their way on this team because of special teams or making plays. And that's what's going to be exciting for me. I need some undrafted free agents to come in and take somebody's job. That's always my goal in preseason. Tell me about 52, the Wildcat, Kentucky, Jamin Davis in year two. Does he look, yeah. more, comf- does he look more comfortable? And it's about how he sounds. You know my deal. I have to talk to everybody individually. And when I spoke with him, I, I, I think he got a raw deal. But I told him you get raw deals in life. Nobody guarantees you anything. You were outside guy. They made you. They wanted you inside. I'll never know why. Who cares? I said, now's the deal for you to adjust. He says, I can't wait. And you watch him now. He's got, he's got Monty Coleman's speed and quickness. He's got that. He wants to get it done. 
He's not cutting corners. I said, the first thing I want to know about you, Jeff, I want to know, are you a guy that sleeps in meetings? You cut out early? What's your deal? Oh, no. He's militaristic. So he, he understands how to prepare. He's pissed off because he got a raw deal and people perceived that he wasn't ready. It was tough transition for him to adjust. Now he's ready to show everybody they were wrong. That's what I like. He's got a chip on his shoulder. It's not how he's rolling up. He don't have his rims and he ain't into none of that. He's into proving everybody wrong. You know, remember we had to park a lot of the stars yeah. and couldn't win eight games. Right. See, so, yeah. and that, and that, no, he passes my test. Yeah. Yeah, there was some yeah. summer where you just said, oh, Rose you Royce's? just said the parking yeah. lot is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment yeah, I mean, coming he, off four wins or whatever it was. Well, um, we had we had four Rolls Royces at one time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when I knew. I said, "What the hell is going on?" I would personally let you know if I was had been in their management. With all due respect, leave that at home in your garage. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. You're scoring like forty eight on your on the score your game plan. I, I just the arrogance that we allowed to take place, but that's gone. So the hell with that. Well, but, that's know, the past. Not... Right now. Right now, yeah, you give me a th- I give him thumbs up. Um, are we going to be able to stop receivers from getting open on third and fifteen this year? Give me something on the secondary. Well, I mean that's the strongest. If they, if I could pick up, and they ought to win. This is the thing I've been trying to explain to people while I've been over to the park. Everybody go, oh, the defense is doing this. I say you ought to be glad. That shows you how bad you've been. That the offense has actually been winning in camp. That should never happen. You're one-dimensional. They know you're not going to run. How can I beat you and you know there's no threat of run? That means you are terrible. So the defense shouldn't be doing it. All these years you guys got excited because you think you look good in camp. You couldn't stop anybody. And now they're not taking none of that. I mean, they went six. They shut them out on goal line. I mean, they should. The defense should win everything when the offense can't game plan you. And they are. And I'll tell you what, that secondary, we'll see. It'll be on It'll be on display, and everybody will get to see. Jackson changed his number to three. I don't know why, but I'll tell you what. He's not happy with people saying, that, hey, I'm a man guy, and I can't play zone. You usually heard the other way around. A guy's a zone guy right. can't play man. <clears throat> so that's why I thought that was unorthodox. I would have advised him never to mention that. But he said, now nah, bring it on. And so there's a confidence. McCain, when their ones are out there, Kendall Fuller, we know him, great athlete. We got to get results. Cameron Curl, I love him to death. This 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 Buffalo deal is what makes them different. Percy Butler, the kid out of LLU, he got a little B Mitch in him, which is important. And the ball hawks, I'm seeing Reeves. I'm seeing people fly around the ball, but the opponent will show us because the one group that can't hide in preseason are the corners and safety. Because they're going to be trying to chuck it by them. If you saw the scrimmage, you saw they were – you don't stop everything, but can you make a play on the ball? Are you around it? You know how many times you and I talked the day after and said, we had people running wide open. Yeah. Not that we couldn't cover. We can't get in position. We seem to be confused. Well, that's over. Secondary right now is vocal. You know how you can hear Who, it. Who's the, who's the most vocal? vocal Bobby McCain? Well, other than that, yeah, I would say Bobby is – I didn't know he talked that much, which is good. Right. They're all yelling. Everybody's talking. It's, it's really – yeah, it's different. 
it's different in that way. And they're getting some results. And I, I just say that there's a freedom right now. They're not fighting against themselves. You know, this organization seems times like it's in a wrestling contest with itself. I don't feel that right now. I really don't. And, and as I'm watching, you know, I'm big on practice. And I'm big on who's controlling things. And are the, the people that are yelling, are they getting results? And I say, oh, yes. Yeah, coaching staff, pretty good. I bet you we'll talk about this coaching staff in a way that we haven't talked about staffs in the past. We've talked about certain individuals. You know, I was a Callahan guy. We talked about guys. But Chris Harris won't be here long. I can promise you that. The defensive back coach. Right. He'll be a coordinator somewhere. You won't keep him. You can just tell guys that are – Do you like Scott? That He's a great teacher. Do you like Scott as much as I do, Turner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you what. You know why I like Scott? Is because he does not have rabbit ears. And otherwise, you know, the public would have eaten him up. It's always difficult when your father has done what Norv has done. And you get advantages in life. And as I told him, be glad you did. But here's what I know about you, son. You were watching film. It's like the Thompson boys. John and Ron. I know you've been watching films since they were four, because their father was a was a gym rat, yeah. and so you follow your dad, and as a result, that's an advantage. Now, look what he's done, being limited at the most important position in the world. Now, if he was winning two games or his offense stunk, then he would prove that he can't do it. He can do it, but he needs help. And Carson, he and Carson got to be tied to the hip. And more importantly, they have to be tied to the brain. And I got to make sure that Carson has enough brain receptacles that haven't been damaged by his past that they can connect. Because if these two guys get together and get on the same page, it could be frightening. Frightening. All right. Uh, two more for, uh, for okay. Doc. Um You've mentioned a couple of the puppies so far. Baby Big Country, um, Robinson yep. uh, Jr. You mentioned yep. Percy Butler. Who, uh, I mean, yep. those are two that have have stood out. But give me give me the guys, the young guys, the rookies, whether drafted or undrafted, that, that really – Not going to happen. Not going to happen. What's Not going to happen because I don't want to scare them. See, I've already talked to the guys. You'll hear it in the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. And I've talked to them. <laughs> yeah. And I've told them what's going to happen and what I'm going to say. And I tell them if it's too much pressure, I'll back off. And every guy has said, bring it. And I don't want to let the cat out the bag. Okay, well, they said bring it. But, uh, so but, give me a couple of guys. Yeah, no, that, I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But, You'll hear but, the broadcast. But, but listen to the broadcast. They, they say, well, listen we're, to the broadcast. We're going to listen, but I want you to tease it with listen at least one name. Give me I, one. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tease. Why don't I tease it? You're you te- almost should know me well enough by now. You should be able to pick out who it is. <laughs> well, I, will, I know. All I'm going to say, he's well, on the defensive line. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell you. He's so, on the defensive line. And I'll tell you, this dude, uh-huh. he's playing like somebody's holding his family hostage. Is it Phil? <laughs> in order is it for Big the, Phil? In order for, I'm not telling you. you got to watch and see. Uh, well, and I, I'll say this. What? I'm tell you how he practices. Yeah, he practice. I'm seriously like the whole some of his family hostage. Yeah, I know you just and said he doesn't get to the what, quarterback. Was he drafted? Was he drafted or is he an undrafted free agent? Come on, Uga baby, Uga, Uga. 
Undrafted. All right. Uh, Undrafted. All right. We, we very good. <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're just looking for the kid uh, from Georgia, whoever that is. Uh, well, he's, I didn't say he was from Georgia. You said Uga. I said he's undrafted free agent. Oh, oh, undrafted oh, undrafted. Uda, yeah, Uda. Yeah. Oh, Uda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Uda. Yeah, I thought Uda. you were saying Uga. Yeah, I'm sorry. My um, bad. Well, yeah, but it's for, for you. It's always an undrafted free agent. I should have known that anyway. Always, you should have known that. Yeah, yeah. It's undrafted free. Agent. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, he makes me when I. When, I am so excited about this guy, mm-hmm. and I and I went and told him. I said, "Dude, if it's too much," and he said, "No, bring it." And I go, "Oh, if he's not the most exciting guy in this preseason, I I I I I will be so disappointed." Because remember, Dean Hamill. <laughs> yes, seventy-eight. Yeah, the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what he reminds me of, and. I mean the Tasmanian Devil. Uh, is this dude? Is this dude a Spartan? Is he a Spartan? I'm not saying anything. Okay. All I'm telling you <laughs> is, if you yeah. know Dean Hamble and you know what we went through, right? I mean, I just love. Oh my God, he. I, right, we'll I'm not we'll say watch, anything. and you'll be talking about him on Saturday afternoon. Um, when they yeah, play the Panthers. All right, yeah. my last one for you is okay, okay. I ask you this every year. We've talked about this in the preseason. This is always a big yep. conversation. How upset yep. will you be if the starters don't play enough in the preseason? Well, I've had to try to mature mm-hmm. a little bit on this because the NFL Players Association went and fought to get these to get to 10 games, I mean 10 padded practices. That's not on the coaches. That's on the Players Association. That was collectively bargained. They're going to do this lingerie thing all around the league. So I'm going to back off. It's just it's different. Uh, I'm going to be irate if we don't represent ourselves. The score doesn't determine the winner in preseason. What determines the winner is can you come out of it unscathed and then our guys going to fight. What I'm looking for is straight canines. I'm looking for guys that are not going to be bullied. And that's the attitude deal. The X and O's, that's the coach's job. What I'm, gotta, what I'm looking for is an edge that I think we've lost. And we've got to get that edge back. That edge is that we're coming after people. And I, and I'm, I see it, I see it all the time in practice, flashing. I want to see if they do it under the lights and in these new uniforms. I want to find out, are they Park Avenue? Are these guys straight Thug City? And I need Thug City. I've had enough promotions. Right now I'm ready to find out who wants to put on brass knuckles. Oh, I can't wait for Saturday. Saturday at 1 o'clock, Doc Walker and Kenny Albert, they'll be together for the three preseason games. Um, he's not looking for Park Avenue. He's looking for Thug City, and he wants to see some people donning some brass knuckles on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. I um, want to see kicks covered. <laughs> I want to see people bubble yeah, up. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. At, at Rick Doc Walker on Twitter. Doc's podcast that he does with Solly is available on Patreon. Um, so go listen to that. Uh, I can't wait. I'm so happy you're doing these games. Uh, we'll talk later on in the preseason. Thank you for the opportunity to join the number one show in the, <laughs> yeah. on the East Coast. Right, right. And, yeah. uh, 
and don't ever take another vacation. You make me so angry when you're not at work. Would you be quiet? I, I I'm, you I'm know, serious. you know this you about me. I'm the only person. I'm the only person that never took all, all my vacation days. Johnny Carson. Oh my I mean, God! You, you're you get, you this get is, hooked on you. Right, your phone's you breaking up. Your phone's you get us hooked on you. Your, your phone's you going. Your phone's breaking up. Yeah, okay. You and oh, and Zabe and everybody else got every single one of your vacation no, days no, and got them in. It didn't uh, matter. Me, no, no I, I work. For I the never people. took them all. I work for the people. Uh, I work for the right, people. I gotta go. See you. Good luck Saturday. Okay, yeah, Nothing you needed. Hey, get your board. Get your board ready. Ninety players. Oh, I know. Hey, dude, uh, you know, you know what it looks like. I can't wait. I've gone through a hundred sheets of paper. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, I'll holler at you later. See you. Thank you. Appreciate the chance. Thank you. <laughs> the chance. <laughs> he is my favorite, Richard Doc Walker. Uh, everybody, um, I'm always, I'm always honored when he asks me to be on his podcast. It's usually when somebody cancels right before. Um, uh, they're about to record, and he'll call me real quickly and say, hey, I, I just had somebody cancel. Do you mind jumping on the podcast with me? And, I, of course, I'm always honored uh, to do it. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of, of his show whenever he'll have me on. Uh, I cannot wait uh, for these preseason games with Doc calling these games. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be That will make the fourth quarter, which is usually dreadful in these preseason games. I think the whole preseason game is dreadful. All three of them. All four of them used to be. Uh, but with Doc on the call, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, that is it for the show today. Back tomorrow with Tommy.